Nation. Did you know you can schedule your real estate sit-down with the guys? At rondonsitdown.com. That's rondonsitdown.com. And you'll get a free camp mug that says I sat down with Ron and Don. I have 13 of them. Maybe even the guys will take you camping with your new mug. Now back to the show. Hey you guys, what's going on? Happy holidays. Welcome to episode 351. We're live from the Let's Show Up Studios. And this is our second to the last show of the year. What's up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we told you on 350, we'd talk about Sunday supper, where we actually cook for some of our clients and the folks that referred us in 2021. Yeah, we got it done in 2021, thanks to you. So, want to talk about Sunday supper. Also, want to talk about, uh, I just watched an episode of Yellowstone, where one of the characters in Yellowstone dug up his mom so he could get the ring and then put the ring on his fiance's finger. <laughs> Similar story on the internet right now. The internet's not having it. So we'll talk about that. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about this. This story you saw a couple days ago. Ron, we keep hearing something about, well, interest rates. Yeah, they're going to calm those things down in 2022, and we'll see them rise in 2023. All of a sudden, though, with inflation being on fire, it looks like the Fed is going to step in and say, no, we're going to take three swings uh, when it comes to uh, the prime number, and we're going to see interest rates, specifically on homes, we're going to begin to see those creep up. We thought we would see that in 2023. We're going to see it in 2022. What does that say for people out there that want to refi? What does that say for people that want leverage when it comes to buying a home? How do you see this? Well, the interest rate doesn't just affect homes. It affects everything. So the, the cost of money uh, as the Fed rises, that applies to car loans. It applies to insecure debt. It applies across the board in the economy. I'm not going to pretend like I understand the economy. And I always got frustrated over the years, especially when we were on terrestrial radio when people were like, I balanced my checkbook. Why can't the government balance? It's like, dude, your household is not a, an economy. Right. All right. Your household is one household. <laughs> like the, the way that the United States works it's not a giant checkbook, and you uh, you balance it like you do a personal checkbook. So there there are levers with the economy, and the Fed really in the in the limited research I have done about it, it's a relatively blunt instrument, and it's designed to be that way um, to control the overall economy. the The Fed can raise interest rates, lower interest rates, and what what is the intention of that? Well, they're trying to regulate. The, and keep the economy stable. And, and so in a time of like a pandemic, let's say, or after we had the housing crisis in 2008, when the economy is contracting, they want the Fed, the federal government wants to encourage people to spend money. They want to encourage borrowing. They want to encourage getting money in liquid money into the system. Because what will happen in a contraction is people that have a lot of resources get freaked out a little bit, and they withdraw. Mm. They say, I'm going to take my money, and I'm going to take it out of the system, and I'm just going to put it somewhere that they think is safe. So that could be a savings account. That could be bonds. That could be some sort of 
what's considered a very conservative vehicle to have your money in. Real, and real your, estate would be one of those. Yeah, and to see well. your point, you see Elon Musk selling off lots of stock right now. Where's he going to park that money? I don't know. Bill Gates uh, owns. He he's the biggest farmer in America. He owns more farmland than anyone. We see a lot, a lot of these uh, billionaires now uh, selling off, which I think is very interesting. So as the pendulum swings the other way and you're and you get um, all this liquidity in the market and it keeps going in that direction, the Fed wants to slow things down because they don't want the economy to run away because then your your huge segments of the population can't compete anymore. And so that's what we, when you talk about inflation, that's what we'll see in 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 less developed countries. And we've talked about this before with cryptocurrency, where a, a loaf of bread is a dollar today, and then the the dictator can can quadruple inflation overnight, and now the piece of bread is is ten dollars tomorrow. So they will raise interest rates, and they're to slow things down a little bit. So the Fed is trying to keep things in a range that's predictable, that doesn't crash any markets, and doesn't cause runaway inflation. Yeah, it's interesting. I was getting my hair cut the other day, and a woman named uh, Cindy cuts my hair. She's from Cambodia, uh, and her family came over here a number of years ago, and she has children that were born here in the U.S., and she's a husband, and we were talking about the holidays a little bit, and all she could talk about, she and, and she works here on Queen Anne. She drives from Federal Way. And all she could talk about is trying to keep food on the table for those three kids right now. And she said, it is very, very hard and very difficult. She's also now, her and her husband have gone through a divorce. They can't afford, they can't, and, and it seems like he's been a little, well, I won't say on the podcast, but uh, I'll keep that between her and I. So I'll, I'll, I'll step back from that. But, but, but it seems like it's not a great situation for her. Uh, with her husband, but, but she can't afford to move out of the house. She was talking about the few food insecurity that she has, uh, how much how much food costs. I went into Starbucks the other day just for a tall latte. It was six dollars and forty seven cents. Yeah, it's crazy. It blew me away. And 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 for me though, because I've packed enough money away over the years, and, and we've done well in real estate this year, I feel very fortunate that I can go and throw a hundred dollars uh, in my tank. And it, and it doesn't really affect me, and I don't think about it. But after talking to Cindy, she talked about gasoline. She talked about providing food for her family. How is she going to buy gifts this Christmas? And 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 how is she ever going to get out of this this household? And and she works right now. She works over sixty five hours a week cutting cutting hair and drives all the way from Federal Way to cut people's hair on Queen Anne. So. When we had that conversation, it really hit home that the dollar right now is inflated and uh, it's not going to be worth much if the Fed doesn't step in and do something. So. Yeah, so raising interest rates, I think we also have to think about this historically. So if you are one of the things that fueled real estate craze here, in addition to it being one of the fastest growing large city in America, lots of tech jobs coming here, was the cost of money. But historically... in, in you know, money is still very, very cheap. So I just did a refi with Mitch.loans, actually, uh, that sponsors the show on my condo. And I think I locked in at 2.785 or something like that. Crazy low interest rate. Um, and there were times in the last couple of years where interest rates were virtually zero mm. for institutional lenders. And so if we go up to 3.25 or 3.5, that is still historically very, very low. And, and you've talked about when my parents bought a house 
when I was a kid, their interest rate was like 15%. Mm-hmm. There, there are, your mom talked about houses when you were a kid, they were 18%. Mm-hmm. That was like credit card rates for your home loans. Mm-hmm. So it's still historically very, very low. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be this crazy low like we've had. This is uncharted territory in a lot of ways this, these last couple of years where the economy, there's so many people that were unemployed, so many people lost jobs because of COVID, the economy, supply chains, all those things that we've been reading about caused the Fed to say, we need to lower these interest rates. The previous president did it artificially in, in a way to, for political reasons. In a, remember, he would, he would lambast the, the Fed and he would call out Janet Yellen on Twitter back when he had a Twitter account for political reasons, not economic reasons. And so uh, to artificially suppress the economy or boost the economy in a way, artificially suppress interest rates to get political votes. And now I think we're trying to even that out a little bit. It's not a bad thing for this to move in the direction it's moving. Um, Yes, it's going to cost a little bit more for a mortgage and maybe lower what you could afford uh, for mortgage rates. But for the economy writ large, that that's a mechanism that needs to happen. Yeah. Hey, coming back, I'm going to talk about two rings that I bought for women over the years. And uh, there's a ring issue right now that's happening on the internet. Let's talk about it on episode 351 right after this. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit-down, the, the experience, and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. had, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit. But it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. The Ron and Don Show is brought to you by, in part, Ron and Don. They're both licensed brokers at Windermere. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to episode uh, 351. Are you watching uh, Are you watching Yellowstone? Man, my whole family is. It's on, is it on HBO? I don't have an HBO member. Is there, is it, it's on a, it's on a, oh, it's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. And yeah. I don't have the Peacock membership. I'm already paying. Well, your son was like, you got to get Disney Plus. 
because so, we watched Mandalorian together. So oh. I'm paying for Disney Plus now. Oh. I got Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. I got Netflix. And I pay the YouTube feed and not have to sit through commercials. Oh. So uh, those are my four channels. I don't know what Peacock costs, but I, I have Initially, it was free, and it might be free for you because they, they give it to you for a time period where it's free, and they try to get you hooked, and then and then boom. It's one of those things where now that you've been watching it, don't you want to don't you want to sign up? But I, my whole family is into Yellowstone. I have not watched. An there's episode. a there's an episode on there, and Kevin, Kevin Co- Costner, right? Kevin Costner is amazing in it, and it's exactly at his age who you'd want him to be. And when you think of when you think it, it, it's a modern day Dallas, but with Kevin Costner and cowboys and horses, and it's a lot of fun to watch. It's not a show that kids uh, should be watching, but there's there's. Kind of Kevin Costner's right-hand man that's out on the ranch, and I think I can say this without ruining this for anyone, and I won't say what happens. He's he's about to get married, and he decides that he really wants his fiance. and the show's a little twisted. He wants his fiance to wear his mother's ring, and you think this is really sweet, and then you see him out in the graveyard digging up his mother, and then they show her, and she's been embalmed, but she's been dead now for, I think, well over five years, and it shows him taking the ring off of his mother's hand and then I won't tell you what happens next, but his intention is to use that ring in order to nice TV show recommendation, O'Neill. Yeah, in order in in, in order to get married. So uh, what happens there? I'll let you watch Yellowstone. And I get made fun of for watching Dexter. Yeah, Don's watching this kind of stuff. Yeah. So a uh, story on the internet: a guy wants to take a fair family heirlooms that uh, is his mother's, wants to give it to his fiance. His fiance is I think not. It was grandma's ring. Yeah, grandma's ring. Fiance is not having it. What say you? about taking a family heirloom and instead of a guy going out and spending money on a real ring and i bought two i'll tell you that story in a moment uh what say you about taking a family heirloom and not having to spend any cash and just saying hey uh this is grandma's or this is my mom's or this is my aunt's and i want you to wear it because every time i make love to you i want to think of my grandmother why do people do this this uh i think it's it the the, internet's not having it by the way the answer is it depends and the, the wrinkle in this story that you brought up is that the mother of the fiance is is butting herself into the narrative. So she's going <laughs> Which never happens. to the bride, bride to be, and trying to impose her will on it. Yeah. And so if the woman is okay with it, so let's say um, you know, there are scenarios where it makes sense. So and let's say that there was a special relationship with your grandma, and before she passed, she gave it to you for this purpose, and your fiance is into it. Then I don't have any problem with that. Or the other one that I saw one of the experts say is, let's say your grandma had a, a three carat diamond, and you take the stone out and put it in a new setting, uh, and you give that to your fiance. I don't have a problem with that. I think the issue with this one in particular is that the the bride to be is is wanting to say, I don't want my future mother in law to be this involved with my life. And she's not into it. So in that case, you should go get a different ring Yeah. in, in my mind. Yeah. Again, I, I'm not a jewelry guy, but it seems like yeah. I wouldn't want my mother-in-law being that into my life either. Yeah. So here, here's a story. Uh, when I was 33 and a half, I bought a wedding ring. And the, the girl that I was marrying, she you, and you always hear people say, 
hey, if if it's a carrot, I won't wear it. For her, if it's not three carrots, I won't wear it. So it's a three-carat ring. You were at my wedding. Uh, I got married in a really beautiful place, actually, in Sedona. It's called the Church on the Rock. And this was a young lady's mom had cancer. My mom had cancer. We bonded over that. She's one of my spin students. We kind of fell in love. We uh, And then we rode our bikes across America. She had a little eight-year-old girl that's planning on adopting. And then one day I was in my spin class and a guy, and I've shared a little bit of this story. He, he's like a six foot 16 like he, he looks like he should be flying a Apache helicopters like Tom Cruise or something. And sure enough, that's what he does. He flies Apache helicopter. I found out that he had been overseas flying a, Apache helicopters when I married my wife and he was still married to her. And she didn't tell me that. So nonetheless, were they, were they separated or no? Uh, and she was also married to a couple other men at the same time. In fact, between 21 and 29, she'd been married to eight different men. Crazy. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, that marriage didn't go well. I came home one day, everything in my house was gone. Uh, she took everything and I went to Dallas. We were interviewing for a job there that I ended up taking. And then, and then I never seen that ring again. That ring just disappeared into the ether and we could have a conversation about whether you should get that ring back or not. And do that, you feel like you should get that ring? I back? do feel like I should get it back. Uh, but there's a part of me that also didn't want it back because what it was connected to, if I would have got it back, I would have just turned around, sold it and moved on. I spent a lot of money on that ring. Fast forward a number of years ago, uh, I went out and bought another ring and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. If it's three carrots, I'm going to try to get closer to a carrot. So I ended up, I went out, I bought this ring. I gave it to this girl and I noticed that a lot of times that she didn't wear the ring. And the reason I thought she didn't wear the ring is because she's a cop and you have to be careful sometimes. And you see a lot of cops. In fact, they either take the ring off because you're in a lot of scuffles and fights or you put a band on and uh, you put the ring in the drawer because you don't want the diamond to get ripped out. So, so I always kind of wondered why she didn't wear it very much. And, and I found out later on that she was upset that the ring was so small. And, hmm. and, and in fact, she told me that. And I was like, <sighs> I went from a three carat, I won't wear it to under a carat. And I thought, because in the way that she would present herself to the world, it's very humble, uh, great gal. But, but I... I didn't I didn't get enough input from her about the kind of ring that she wanted. And and I I probably should have done that, but I was all just into the big surprise. And it, I think it was more about me than it was about her. No, it was about me. Because I did this whole... Remember, remember, remember Love Actually? Did you, did you watch the movie Love Actually? It's not my movie. In the movie, he loves a girl. And it's Christmas Eve. And he goes by. And she's married someone else. And so he goes to the door. And he's holding these postcards. And she opens the door. And there's music playing. And the postcards say stuff on it about how he still loves her and cares about her. And he's just not, not poster board, poster board. And so it's, it's, it, he's, he's, she's reading it and then he pulls it away and then she read, he, does that make sense? It reads does. The next one pulls it. I, that's what I did when I, when I proposed to this uh. girl that, I did the whole card thing. Wow. Uh, she speaks Spanish. So part of it I did in Spanish. I did Spanish. Right. I did. So it was, it was way over the top. It was more about me than it was move, about her. Though. Your move has always been way over the Hadn't top. been through any therapy whatsoever. And, and, and then later on, I found out that, that she was embarrassed to wear that ring because the ring was so small. Uh, did you get that ring back? <laughs> I didn't. You know, I did. She gave me that ring back. And then I said, this ring is not for me. It was for you. 
And so I said, what, maybe what you should do is just sell it. Or And and again, it was about me when I gave it back because I think there was something to me hoping, well, I hope she keeps it in her drawer and always remembers me. So yeah, that was about... So the whole ring thing, it was about me. <laughs> the moral of the story is everybody likes Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get married. So thank God. We'll see you on the other side of this. Switch to Mitch. Switch to Mitch. Switch to Mitch. Everybody in the Ron and Don Nation, Ron, is switching to Mitch. That's right. right. Mitch.loans. Mitch Weeks joins us. And Mitch, you did something the other day that was amazing to us. Ron and Don Nation member wanted to buy a house. You were at an engagement party. The audacity of going to an engagement party. I was able to call you and get the approval letter because we just didn't have it and we put the deal together. So, A, thanks for answering the phone. And that's different than a big bank, right? It sure is. Yeah. I like to be always available for my customers, especially Ron and Don Nation. And yeah, you got you got me on the phone and I stepped out of the party and we quickly got him approved. It felt great. Yeah. So on a Saturday night, I was bringing the buyer and I reached out to my friend Todd and Sue and I said, hey, let's reach out to Mitch tonight. And on a Saturday night, there's no big bank out there that's going to get this deal done. We got it done, and we were able to buy that home. We went on day one. We bought it on day one because Mitch was there, and he answered his phone on Saturday And then night. they are still getting the half a percent deal for being in the Ron and Don Nation from Mitch.loans. Go to Mitch.loans right now. If you're buying a new place, you save a half a percent just for being in the Ron and Don Nation. NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 351. Don't forget if you need us, if you're buying, selling, investing, or you have a referral for us, we really appreciate that because maybe you too can join us at uh, Sunday Supper. It's kind of interesting. A lot of real estate agents out there go and buy really extravagant gifts uh, sometimes for their clients. And Ron and I buy some gifts, but they're certainly not extravagant because I don't think we're at a place in the business where we can really afford that because we're still building our business. At the same time, we had an incredible year and we're grateful for that. And we thought to ourselves, what can we do for our clients to express our love, our appreciation and our gratitude? And 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 also on the in the age of COVID, uh, how could we safely uh, hang out? So we did something this past Sunday we call Sunday Supper. And where I grew up in Chicago, uh, you don't have dinner, you have supper. Can I ask a technical question here? And yeah. I'm being serious. We had meal time in the afternoon. Yeah. So is supper an additional meal between lunch no. and dinner? No, supper replaces dinner. Okay, so we had an early supper. We had an early supper. Okay, because I was like, if I could build in an extra meal here, because then you could do breakfast, brunch, lunch, lunch, supper, supper, and then dinner. Yeah, like that. That would be amazing. So it's not an additional thing like brunch. I love it. Just replaced. So we had an early. We did. Like I grew up in a dinner family. So dinner. So supper is the same as dinner. Yeah. So this year I built a backyard cottage. I've shared with you guys. I called it Dadu. And so for that this past weekend i didn't rent it out ron showed up early he was cooking out in the dadu i was cooking i cooked the night before and then uh our friend matthews one of our clients came over he brought some sam and he started cooking my friend mike mcgann who's a detective he just retired with spd congratulations to him he brought by some everybody everybody was just my our friend carrie came by she brought everybody was was bringing stuff just for uh sunday supper and and it was a really nice time to connect with not only our clients and uh, our referral partners, but 
we, we just find out a lot of times with our clients, we, we, we fall in love with them. If we didn't invite you to the Sunday supper and you're one of our clients, don't get pissed or mad because our plan is to do a Sunday supper every quarter, have about 15 to 20 people there, hopefully cook for you or hopefully Ron will cook for you because what he made was really amazing, you guys. Uh, what did you make and what was your, your take on Sunday supper? I have to say... I really enjoyed it. It was really intimate. It was really nice. It was really fun. Just from kind of one thirty to 7 o'clock, we got to spend some time with some people we really have fallen in love with and we care about because so oftentimes we speak on these microphones and we don't get to meet you. It was really cool to bring people into our homes and to cook for them and, and, and to connect. It did feel weird, though, because we haven't had real opportunities to do that uh, during COVID. I will say, first off, I was very encouraged and... Um made to felt at ease with everyone's conscientiousness around the COVID protocols. Like everyone was vaxxed. We actually had two people that were invited. One that had a breakthrough case of COVID that didn't attend. Another one said, Hey, I woke up with a scratchy throat. I'm I, I, I'm not going to come. Like, I don't think I have COVID, but just to err on the safe side, I really want to come, but I'm not going to come. So like I, that, that was, I really liked that part that people were paying attention to that and being engaging in some safety protocols, especially after going to Florida recently where nobody gives a huh to use your word uh, about it. Um, it was, what was your question? What did I make or what did I, how did I feel about it? Or? What, did, what did you make and, and what did you, what did, what did you feel about? Cause, cause we didn't go out and buy extravagant gifts. We just said, Hey, come to our house and, and we're going to make some simple food for you. You made your family's pozole. Yeah. The, so the, the pozole went off well, which was great. I made a vegan version, which I'd never done before. And the, the regular version, which has pork in it. Yeah. And we grew, we grew up together as, as, as boys in New Mexico. When I moved to Chicago, New Mexico during, if people will make pozole there, especially during new years and, and, and what is it? And it's, it's really to, to show gratitude and then also hope uh, for for the new year. Yeah, I mean, it is a it's a staple dish down there, but it is used around the holidays. Uh, people instead of doing turkeys and spiral cut hams, uh, a lot of folks will do tamales and pozole, which is uh, it's it's a simple dish, but it's like a stew. But it's it, in my mind, very very good. Uh, and it the one the traditional one has pork and red sauce and hominy and. Uh, herbs and spices and whatnot, and you just slow cook it for like six hours. That's why I had to come so early in the morning to get it going to be ready for supper time. Uh, but people liked it, and you have like fresh cheese and cilantro. It's it's just a uh, if people haven't had it before, like it's it, people light. I was like, oh my god, like it's but it's very easy to make, very tasty, and so it, it felt really good to get around people and just be able to have a social gathering. Before I didn't realize how much I missed that. In part because the 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 weird thing for me and what I've I've thought a lot about is when we were in radio, we on terrestrial radio, we were for part of the job was being required to attend things where you were a show pony. Uh, and so we would go to a remote and people are coming up to you for four hours that listen and they many times people don't have a spatial awareness or context awareness and so you would be in the middle of a sentence and someone walks up on, and, on air on air and be yeah. like hey i think this is everywhere you're like dude we're like <laughs> literally on the air right now yeah. so like doing that for two decades uh and sometimes it's like oh stand here and take pictures with people or stand here then do this thing or grab this microphone and do that you know you're being you're being told what to do 
go interact with those people. Even if you don't like those people, or even if those people are being obnoxious, it's your job to go and interact with people. So doing that for so many years, part of my brain was like, I don't like those things. I don't, I don't like doing that because I've been forced to do that for so many feel, years. Cause it didn't feel authentic to you. It, it felt like an obligation and, and it felt like I, I wouldn't hang out with these people if I had my choice, I'm being, I'm being told to do this because of my job. And so I had thought before the pandemic that it's like, I could, I can live without that. And now that we've been in the pandemic in a situation like the Sunday supper, these are people that I enjoy being around. And so it felt totally different. It's like, Oh, I miss this. This is a scenario where if I, I would, I would choose to be around these people and did choose to be around these, these, this group of people. And it felt really good. Like I found that I missed that. Um, and so it, it's obvious now that I say it out loud, being around people you enjoy being around is better than being around people you don't enjoy being around. And so that, that was the, one of the lessons for me. And the other thing I really enjoyed is bringing together people that don't know each other that you think are going to get along and totally. then they do get along. Yeah. And so like we have, we had a client that we have a client that works in uh, Amazon and have a client that worked in Facebook. And those two had a great conversation because they're kind of the same strata of, of technology. And so they like hit it off. So seeing people that hit it off, uh, for various reasons was very enjoyable. How, how, what was your takeaway? I like to, I like bringing people into our home. Um, I'm really proud of this home and the work that we've done and the architect, my friend, Scotty, who helped build this home, uh, was here. So he could, he could talk about it. And I think he's very proud of it too. And, and I agree. You see this happen at funerals and weddings, people that you love and care about, but don't know each other because their spheres have never crossed. When you see them cross at a wedding and then again at a funeral, uh, it's really a beautiful thing. So I was glad, even though my weddings haven't worked out and I'm not dead yet, we've created this thing called Sunday Supper and we can park that thing right in the middle. I want to thank everybody that came to Sunday Supper and congratulations to one of our clients that has a little baby on the way. That's pretty exciting. It was also pretty exciting to hear all the great stories of their homes that they purchased that they absolutely love and, and how real estate has been life-changing for them. Uh, for many of them. So anyway, in 2022, what are we going to do? Let's get you to a Sunday supper. And again, you don't have to buy, sell, and invest. Maybe you're just one of our friends. We'd love to have you. Maybe you're one of our vendors. Love to have you as well. Or come up with another dish now. Maybe you're a referral partner. What's that? I need to come up with another dish. Yeah, you can do it, man. That was, that was the best pasole you ever made. It was, it was, nobody touched my stuff on the stove because they just, they went after your pasole. It was gone. So Anyway, thanks for doing that. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 351. This is the second to the last show of the year. We got one more to do, uh, 352. It's on its way. It'll be here before you know it. Don't forget, if you need us, everything uh, with radio and real estate. Yeah, we've gone from radio to real estate is at ronanddon.com. Get signed up for the newsletter. Schedule a sit-down or just reach out and say hello at ronanddon.com. We'll see you for episode 352. You keep your head up and your shoulders back. Yeah, you're listening to the Ron and Don show. Olay on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.